So maybe we'll be uh, to finish the safer time. Maybe not. It'll be close. Okay. So we got up to the top of Shin Peites Zion. Okay. So the last section here from Vav on, that we're going to be discussing the union of the relationship between uh, Yitzias Mitzrayim and Tchias Amesim. Okay. If you recall, last time we did in section Vov, Yitzias Mitzrayim b'chodesh ha'aviv. Ha'miyatseg et ha'tchalat ha'tzmicha. So that's the beginning of the section here, which is going to take us pretty much to the end of the year. The end of the Sefer is Ha'yitzias Mitzrayim is miyatseg. It represents the beginning of the tzmicha, the beginning of the growth, the So that's why, as I said last time, just to re recap, so that's why Chodesh Nisan is called the Chodesh Ha'aviv. Right? And we have to always remember that Pesach comes in the Chodesh Aviv, as we learned in the yesterday's Parsha. Right? Right? It tells us the word Aviv at the bottom of the page, at the bottom of the page of Shim Pechet. Perish Mila Aviv, Uzman. We'll start from there. Here's the third, right, third little piece from the bottom. That's what everything that is planted in the winter begins to see light. This is the first growth, the first uh, flourishing of the, of the seeds, of the plants. Aviv mashma, kamo av katan. We say av, aviv. Is a small father. That's what he says. Just when you turn the word "eitz" into an "atzitz," just like a small plant, and Elil right changes a kill into a small god. So it's the beginning of the koach of the father. The father kasher azraim matchila matzeit lower. There's there's the the, the full blood, the full blast of the leda is only going to come later. So then, but the, then, then the koach of the of the av will be fully revealed. Right? But at the beginning, right, when the first little signs of growth come, the first little blossoms come on the trees. So that's the beginning of the revelation of the growth of the fact that things are going to be tzomeach here. And therefore, that's called aviv, the beginning, beginning of the of the process of the rebirth of the plants. So there is also an aviv right, related to how God runs the world. God runs the world with a with a at the beginning. There is a small revelation, and that revelation will, will grow and flourish until it becomes a full revelation. So just as everything that was planted begins to make peros, so what we have here is, is that there was a hachana. 
Right, there was 2,000 years of Achana, right, the, from the time of the Ovos, right, there was the, uh, the, time, right, the time when Abu Avinu started, uh, started the process of planting for the future, of, of creating the Am Yisrael, and Am Yisrael is going to develop and to grow into what it's supposed to be. Right? But, right, so the beginning of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is the beginning of when all of that became, uh, started coming into fruition. Okay, and so this we're going to see that this all comes from Tchiyat HaMetim, as Kemoshi Yavuar. So we're going to see the relationship between the Gilu of Chodesh Aviv and Tchiyat HaMetim, and hopefully we'll be able to see how it all fits together. Okay, so let's move on to the top of the page. Ha'olama ze lizriah. Gan Eden litzmichat hazrayim. Okay, so this we also, again, Moshe talked about this in an earlier show, the beginning of Tchias HaMesim, but now it becomes part of his final presentation. Kol maseh shenasami az briyato olam v'atsofo, anything that's happened from the beginning of creation until the end, it can be grasped, it can be seen in two different mahalchim, two different processes. You can grasp it as what it is, what it appears to be, as it is in this world. You can take it at face value. This is something that's happening, and the significance of it is what can be seen at face value. But there's another way of grasping, of understanding, of appreciating what's happening in this world. That what you see is just a seed. And everything that's going to grow from it, it's going to be produced by it, is going to actually come into actuality in the future. But it's not something which you can look at right now. In other words, you see a certain, you see something, so you see a, you see a person doing a mitzvah, and you say, oh, I see a person doing a mitzvah. He helps an old lady across the street. Right? But what you don't see is that this is actually a seed for something which is going to come out in the future where it'll be a much more significant thing. It'll be something which we can't even imagine what it will be, but it's going to be compared much more than the comparison, the relationship between the, the apple and the seed that went into planting the tree. You got to look at this world from the point of view that it's winter. Of course, this refers to the, the uh, agricultural season in Israel, right? the, where, where the planting is done in the, at the beginning of the winter. Okay. So, uh, right, and we're involved in, in planting. So we are living a winter existence, our whole existence, right? From, from, from zero to 120 is from the beginning of the creation to the end of the creation. Everything is a, is a winter kind of existence. The, the aviv, that first sprouting of the Israim, it's not here. You plant the plant here. It's like you plant the seed here, that where the garden is, you can't see the garden. The garden is in a different place, a different location, in a different dimension. Okay. 
That's the place where the trees are, which grow from what's planted here. That's where they make fruit. So there's a planting here, and there's another garden someplace else. Okay? It's hard to uh, first imagine, right? That we're used to thinking you plant the seed in the ground, so that's it's going to come up in the same place, in the same location. But no, there's a planting of the seed here, and there, again, the, the, the Olam Haba that we're talking about is a, is, is a kind of the same place. It's just in a higher, much higher sphere that we can't, that we can't, it's not like it's totally different. It's not like it's here and you know, the other things are 100 miles away, right? Because we're talking about spiritual reality, and that spiritual reality is also here in a sense, but it's something which is uh, a higher, much higher uh, world of existence than the world of existence that we experience. So we don't see what's going on in that world. That world is something which is much beyond us. So zman shel zria simcha. When you plant, that's not a time of simcha. Kakatuv, as the pasuk says, we we sing it often when we sing shiramalos. That when a person goes, right, he goes ubocho and he goes crying. Carrying the the, the 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 load of the seeds, and a person, the farmer is going out to the field, and then the farmer is actually has a kind of as we'll see, has a kind of a, you know, a little bit of a separation uh, anxiety. Right? He's separating himself from these seeds right? because uh, these seeds, you know, they're good things. He could use them. Right? He could he could make he could make food out of them, and yet he's crying on his way to the to the uh, to the field right? that's the holo chelechu vocha again the next pasuk of course we always say is bo yavo berina no selamosah that carrying the the what was produced the alumot the the bundles of grain which will be produced then he's going to come bo yavo berina it's going to come with singing with joy but the way is the the, the beginning of the process is a process which is connected with not the opposite of Simcha. And in Bikurim it says, that there is a Bikurim is a time of Simcha. Right? When things start growing. That the actual bringing of the Bikurim and the reading of the Parsha, right? the Parsha of, uh, the, the, where we give thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for all the good that he's done for us, right? And he took us out of Egypt and he brought us here to Israel and he gave us the land and the land produces uh, so that the bringing of the Bikurim and the reciting of the Parsha of the Bikurim is only Bizman Simcha it's only from the period between Shavuos and Sukkot that's when you're Mevi Vikore if you didn't bring your Bikurim by Sukkot, and right, so then you're starting into the winter, so it's maybe Veinokore. So then you still have a din to bring the Bikurim, but it's not the fulfillment, of, it's not the full Kima Mitzvah, it's not the full fulfillment of the Mitzvah, because uh, it's, not the, it's, not, it's not the time of Simcha. The Iker time of Simcha is the time between Shavuos and Sukkot. Umikan. So what do we see from here? The simcha begins 
in the springtime, when the first when the fruits first begin to appear, and they ripen by atzeret, right? And they ripen by the time Shavuos comes around, Uzman Simcha, and that's the Zman Simcha at Zman Asif, until everything is gathered into the house, into the homes right? at the end of the at the end of the summer, Sukkot time. That's the time when everything is brought back into the into the homes. Bizria, he says, Yesh etzev shel preda min adavar hanit mabadama. He says, planting. There's some kind of etzev, some kind of a sadness of separation, of leaving. To being losing your connection from the from the thing which is going to be put place in the ground. Okay, so that's when you look at things from the point of view of Olamazeh, umet Something which is completed and dies. So then we look at it. How we understand it is something which is mechusal, something which has been completely brought to an end. Chasal cedar pesos, which is something which is brought to brought completely brought to an end. It's not called planted. karna, as a right to borrow a Gemara term, a karen mitkala, the karen becomes the the thing itself. You lose it. Whereas you right, some things you, you right, it's not there anymore. We don't look at them as planted, but rather as dead. Okay? That's from the point of view of things that happened in this world, things that happened once, it happened, so it's gone. Whatever happened, it's gone. But the true way of looking at it, that sees everything is Zriya. Everything that is done is a Zriya, is a planting. And this preda, this separation, gives us the expectation and the hope for a great future. So we have to, right? We have to start thinking of, right? Instead of looking at things as dying, because if it's dying, so then it becomes uh, it's a source of sadness because something that was uh, isn't going to be anymore. So we have to look at it as as Israel that 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 it's it's being temporarily taken away from us. It's being placed in the ground, but we know that being placed in the ground, that's exactly where it's going to start producing. Okay, so that's the story with what he's saying here, and we'll see how it comes into the. We'll see how he develops the idea of the simcha, right? How the, why the simcha is so important to us right? that we should understand. Right. How we can be sameach in this world, because ultimately we want to try and try to understand how do we, where, where where does simcha in this world? If this world is only a world of zria, if it's only a world of zria, so if it's only a world of winter, so that paints our uh, our existence is pretty bleak. Right? It says, okay, you know, you're doomed to live right, your life in this world, right? In the winter mode, that's not so gishmak. Right? Right? That's that's not the way we like to live our lives. So, uh, so we're going to see how that's related to Simcha. Yeah. Okay, good. So we're on the same page. Let's move on. Okay, so now 
he's going to say, well, how does Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim fit in and how does it bring Simcha? Right. And, and try to tie these ideas together. Okay, so Yitzias Mitzrayim is the idea, is the Hitchatshu, is became, this, this new thing came into the world, which is the Tzmicha Haviyati, the future growth, right? the future flourishing. And this is the source of Simcha for us. What does that mean? This way of looking at the world that sees the world as a planting which whose goal is to have some kind of a future uh, future growth. Okay, so this is the idea here. Yitzias Mitzrayim is the very beginning, it's only the very beginning, it's only the Bikurim, it's only the very, very first uh, sign of what to, of what's going to happen. Right? And that's what's going to happen is going to be, ultimately, is going to be only completed when there's going to be a complete Geula. Right? So, but from the time of Yitzhiya Mitzrayim, already the, the world began to change. Right? The, the whole mode of, of the existence of the world Began to go. Let's say you got, you know, you went, you got up to a certain point, and then you start going downhill, right? Let's say downhill, meaning that you start moving in the direction you want to move, right? You go, you're, you're right. So you're you're moving to a certain point, right? Of of complete darkness, of complete complete winter, when there is absolutely no sign of anything of of expectation of what of what can happen and what will happen, and that was the the tchufa of the avos through Yitzias Mitzrayim. And everything was right, about as dark as it could possibly be, right? At the beginning of Yitzhiya Mitzrayim, that's when we begin to see the turning point, and that's where we begin to see, oh, we're moving in a new direction. We're moving in a direction which is ultimately going to get to the end, but at least now we can begin to see how it starts, right? and we can begin to see, right? Exactly as, uh, as, uh, as I was walking into the yeshiva this morning, and noticing that the first buds of the Shkediyah were coming out, right? As you, as you walk down the stairs on the side of the base medrash, right? Where they got the Shkediyah, the first buds were coming out. You can see it. That's what it's, that's the beginning, okay? So, you know, the winter has done its job, and now the, right, the spring is coming. Right? And now that this is the beginning. What's it going to look like? It's going to look glorious. It's going to be full of great flowers, and it's going to be full, right, full of all kinds of things, right? But, you know, of producing of, of, of growth and, and, and flowers and beauty, but that's the beginning. You first see that things have turned the corner. Right? Right. I remember that my Rebbe, the, uh, the Novominska Rebbe, with uh, the Zikron of Rocha, the Chetzal of Rocha, so he said that for him, the turning point from, from uh, spring from winter, from the dead of winter, you know, to the beginning of a new hope of, of spring was in Parshas Bo, which we read yesterday, when we start reading HaChodesh HaZelachem, right? Yeah, so you're saying, oh, we're on the way already. We're, 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 we're already, we're, we're at least, we can, we can sense the beginning of, of what's coming. There's always the beginning. So yesterday we read HaChodesh HaZelachem, right? So we're still, you know, got a long way to go in the winter, but at least we've turned the corner.
So that's what he's saying here, is that this, all of this happened in Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, right? That was the indication of that smicha, which is going to happen. Ad az, until Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, hayad avar satum lagamre. The thing was completely blocked up, closed. There was no ray of being able to sense what's going to happen in the future. Gu'ulas Mitzrayim matchila b'milim achoresh z'alachem. It begins with the word. That's the whole. That's the whole beginning, right? Nitgala chidush ba'olam. So he says, "Achodesh hazelachem." And we know that the Swarm tell us that the whole Indian and what she's saying that the whole Indian of hitchatshut, the whole Indian of chidush, is something that happened at that time. What is it? so now? What does it mean to to have a chidush in the world? Right? How do you have a chidush? Right? right? There's no new creation. In a sense, it's all the same creation. who created the world in six days, and so what? What? What could be? What? In what way could there be this concept of a chiddush in the world? How could you have a chiddush? Right? The Gemara says that a novi can't be mechadish anything. Right? That, that any after after matan Torah, there's no such thing as as a, something new. So it's, it's got to be there already. So how can you remake Mitziut, the reality of the world? Right? What kind of a facelift can you give it? You know? what, what, what can you do to it? So he says the answer is but when you take the thing as it appears and you plant it and something new grows out of that, and that's a beautiful idea. That Chiddush doesn't mean a creation of Yesh Me'ayim, but on the other hand, it's also not just, you know, taking the same old thing and, and putting a you know a new coat of paint on it, right? And say, oh, it's, it's something new. No, so the Chiddush has got to be something which is also something new, but it's also something old. Well, that what, what is that? That's what grows out of planting. You plant something, what grows out of that is something new. It wasn't there before, but it was there in potential, and now it's and it's just a continuation of what was. Hare ain bria shal yeshmi'ayin, as he says. There's no bria of, of you know, yeshmi'ayin anymore. Aval yesh is riaut smicha. What this world has to offer in the way of chiddush is planting. Right? Planting and growth. That's right? That's what that's what that's what the chiddush of this world is. That's that's what we can do. That's that's what the chiddush in Torah is also. What is the chiddush in Torah? The chiddush in Torah is, is you take the old stuff, right? The, the old material, right? You're not creating something new. You're not making a new Torah, but what you're doing is you're taking it and and the, the planting it, meaning you're 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 taking some some divrei Torah. And putting it into the seichel and, and put it and, and planting it, and then with siyata deshmaya, some a new idea comes out. It's a new understanding, some new way of of connecting it to something. There's a way of, of, of appreciating something, but, but it's that that's the description of the process. It's not bria, but it's not just the same thing, right, in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a in a different way of saying it. Right? Everything can be planted. We call the all alam kulav shall at smiach at the metziut amitim. The thing is uh, that you can take anything, 
right? And when done properly, I suppose what it means that you know, when you do with it what it's supposed to be done, right? when you take something and you do a mitzvah with it, you take something and you and you do with it what you're supposed to do with it. So then you're taking something which is in this worldly terms just an object of this world, and you're going to plant it and it's going to produce something which is going to be kayam in a completely different different reality. That's what that's what it's all about. So it says like this It says in the Pasik, again, yesterday's parasha, right? Today you are going out in the month of the spring. Okay, so now we see this close correlation between Yitzias Mitzrayim and the springtime. Why? Because Yitzias Mitzrayim, it became revealed, what are we expecting? What's it going to what's it going to look like? Right. It, right before you before you see us Mitzrayim, just like before the, the, the first buds of the plants uh, uh, come out in, in the spring, right? You don't it, there's nothing there, it's dead, right? You don't know what it's going to look like. It hasn't started yet, right? And so the same thing until you see us Mitzrayim, it didn't start yet. But once you see us Mitzrayim started happening, so then we were able to look and see what does the future hold for us. We're able to get some kind of little glimpse into that future reality. And what do we see? Everything can produce perot, lavo, in the future. Again, everything that we use right in this world, right for the purpose of Avodah Hashem, so that's going to be a that's going to be a uh, to, to, to grow into something which will be perot. Just in the the the, the, uh, the spring when it's revealed the beginning of the hatzatzah, right? The first peak of what's going to be right, the first glimpse, the first the first uh, buds of what's 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 going to happen, right? As as it transitions from what was planted to what is growing, you don't see the fruits that they're not right. They're not anywhere ripe. But you can see that's the direction they're going in. Mitzrayim was revealed the true spring, the spring of springtime of. Of all of reality, of all of existence. And now we have Simcha. Okay, that's now we can have Simcha. So you see the, the, the beautiful connection that he's making here. Because Achodesh right? is the beginning of the, is, is giving us the months. And of course, the first, the possibility of making Chagim, Moadim. Right, the Moadim are, are, are dependent upon the calendar, they're dependent upon the months. Right? Right? So we have Pesach right? in, the, in the month of Nisan, but also all of the Moadim, which come with Simcha, right, relate back. They're all Zechel Yitzhak Mitzrayim, and they all relate back to that 
that aviv of that happened. So that's and that's the simcha, as we said, because the harvest is simcha. Right? The simcha starts at the time when you start seeing the what's produced right, by, by by your planting. When that becomes starts becoming apparent, so then you have a zman simcha, and that's why we can have simcha in our lives, right, in this darkness that we live in, because we're still living in the winter. But at least we can have some kind of of understanding, some kind of future look at look in the future, some kind of glimpse of the future, which will which will be a source of our simcha even in our dark and cold existence as we have it today. It doesn't say that Hashem in the past or in the present rejoiced. Simcha. The world as it is, that's not a cause for happiness, rejoicing. Because you got all the all the things that are messed up. You have death. Right? But when that future is revealed to us, when we see some kind of a picture of what will be in the future, so now our view of the world has already been transformed. And we can have a shaykhas, we can relate to, to that simcha that's going to be. Once you see where things are headed, so then you become optimistic. Then you become filled with the future simcha. Okay, I know it's going to get, I, I know we're going to get that, right? You're, you're planning a simcha, you're planning a wedding or something, right? So, it's a lot, you know, as people plan weddings, they, you know, it's hard, you know, it's a lot of hard work, it's a lot of things, it's a lot, right? a lot of things go into it. But what gives you a certain figure, you, but you have a picture. That it's going, what it's going to look like. Some of this is going to, right, it's, it's there. so that already infuses the efforts that you're making before that. The planting that you're making also becomes besimcha because it's already it's affected by the future simcha. Excuse me. We have now already a shaykhus to the to the end. And so that's what that's what Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim has revealed to us. Right? And that's the Yismach Hashem Masav, and that's going to be, as we'll see, the Shira. We'll see the the, the, the whole Shira Sayyam, right? And I'll give away the ending, but it, it culminates in Hashem Yimloch Lilambaet. That's the that's the culmination of the of of the of, of the whole process of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Because it points to the future, and it says, "From now, we can see that we're on the road towards a ultimate uh, flourishing smicha of everything that's being planted in this world." Okay. So now, what is he going to tell us? Katuv barishonim sheyeshnam yud beis sirufim shalshem havaya. Okay, it says in the rishonim. That there are twelve different ways to join uh, the letters of Yudke Vavke. Okay, 
12 other ways. So mathematically, if you take four different letters, there's 24 different possibilities. But since two of the uh, of the letters are the same, two are haze, so it becomes 12, 12 possibilities of, of of arranging the shame yud the, the the letters yud Okay, if you look in your some many sidurim have in your musaf of rosh chodesh, they print the twelve sirufim. Right? Okay. I have the sitter here. You can see on the. Uh, can you see? It? Can you see it? The camera. Does that work? Here, right? And you see the. You see the the twelve sirufim. Here, that's all the different formulas of the shenu okay, well, okay, It's all printed in this particular sitter and right, right before Musaf of Rosh Chodesh. Okay, what does that mean? So it means that right, in some way of Kabbalah, which I'm not very familiar with, but it seems that there are, that the shame, that the since there are twelve different ways of arranging the letters yud okay, So every month, Kabbalah, every month has a certain hashpa. Of, right, of the letters of the letters that are and the letters uh, that the, that combination. So, so as we'll see, Nisan is right, the first letters of Yismuchu Hashamayim v'Tagel Haaretz. That's Yud Yismuchu Hashamayim. Hey, so because Nisan is the month where the letters are spelled out straight. Yud Kei Vav Kei Yismuchu Hashamayim v'Tagel Haaretz. You go to Er. So then it's a different passage. Gitalel ha mitalel haskel v'yadoa yud hey hey vav. Okay, that's that's the order for the second, the third order. The third order is yud vav hey hey. Okay, that's and that's another passage. So each one has a passage. Some of the psukim have uh, are not with the beginning letters of the words, but the end letters of the words. Right. Okay. Okay. So again, this is certainly beyond me. But this is what he. But but, but Moshe is bringing this as uh, a, a, an indication, just from the first one, uh, just from the fact of Nisan, is starts Yismuchu Hashemayim. It's the future Simcha. Yismuchu Hashemayim v'Tagelar. So he says, Katub Rishonim sheyeshnam yudbet zirufim shel Shem Avaya klomar. Efshar letzaref et dalad otiot Hashem biyudbet ofanim shel sidorotiot. You can do twelve different combinations. Every month, every combination, every month has its own combination. Right, that goes in order. How does Hashem? Reveal himself right, in, in 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 the world in Nisan, who Yismuchu Hashamayim, Lashon Atid, V'chein Yismach Hashem B'Masav. We said that's going to be the future Simcha. Sameach En Ksivtan, Aval Mitgalek Var Kaet Hasimcha Tzviyale Atid. That's right, the whole point of of Chodesh Nisan is that there will be a Simcha. Yismuchu Hashemayim, and that's going to be right. That's what is. That's what governs. That's what sholate in the month. That's the hashpoah that comes into the world during the month of Nisan. Okay, so that's the that's the uh, that's the mahalach here. Okay, and let's move on.
right, unless you have any questions, any comments, everybody. Okay. Okay, move on. So what is It puts the world as its smicha for a eternal future. Way, right? On the 39th year, now on the 44th year, we talked about that we have to Tchias Amesim has to be understood as a process of Zriyot Smicha. Chazal hishvu et hamita vehakvura Zriyat Achita. Chazal compares death and burial to planting of a witzi. Et hatchial et smichata and the and the tchia to its growth. Velamdu et tchiat hamitim meapasuk. And they will come up. They will right, like like the like the grass of the earth, which is like the wheat. Okay, so now he talks about right, right, the idea of the second bracha of Shmon Esrei. Okay. We know that the that the, oh, the the definition of every of every bracha, right, what it means, what what's what its essence is in its chasima. Okay, so that's what and we know bracha toshem mechayametim. That's that's the bracha. It's a bracha of of tchias amesi. So now Rabbi Moshe points out an interesting thing. But but here in this bracha, the Chazal put everything that happens in this world: Geshem, Betal, Mechal Kol Chayim Bechesed, Somech Noflim, Rofei Cholim, Matir Asurim. So Kolash Ba Kulan, Kolash Ba Kulan, Nichnasot Betoch Habracha Shot Chiyat Ametim. Everything fits. It's it's put in, into that bracha. So Amnam, she says, I can understand Rufua. Okay, Rufua is Cholim Yeshen Shin Shol Chiyat Ametim. Okay, so just you know, like the Gemara says. That if somebody is sick, you know, if you if you injure somebody, so the Gemara says mali katla kula, mali katla palga, you know, so that it's a partial death, it's a full death, you know, so a sick person, an injured person is also the union of misa there, because something of his body isn't functioning and it has to be restored. So we can understand why and how tchias amesim, the union of rufua rofecholim, fits into the brach of tchias amesim. Ach sharash poot. But what is that have to, what are the other things that are mentioned? Geshem, Tal, Chai, What does that have to do with Chiyas Those are Olam Hazadika things, not Olam Habo things. gives us all these good things. Why did Chazal put it all in this Brocha? Question. Ella. So the answer should be obvious by now. She called Shefa If some Shefa that comes into the world is not somehow connected to the Bechiyas Amesim, it comes just temporarily and it's gone. It's not worthy of a bracha. We're not going to thank God for things that are intrinsically right, right going moving towards their their their, their extinction. 
כיוון שהוא מוגבל ונתון תחת המוות והכליה. It's something which is limited, and it's under the influence of death, and כליה, they translated it, extinction. השפע עליו אנו משבחים וברכים את השם, הוא שפע חיים. We give a bracha for the שפע of life, שיש בו גילוי מהמציאות המיתות של אוכל תחיאס המסים. It's only because these things have a גילוי of תחיאס המסים in them, of eternity. That's now why they're ready to, what we put the bracha. כל מה שיש לנו מבלי המהלך של תחילת המתים, anything that we have without this מהלך, without this movement, without this process of תחילת המתים, אין מה לברך עליו. Not worthy of a bracha. Right? It's interesting, right? The bracha gives us all kinds of good things, but if all of the good things we have that a bracha would give us would be things which are going to come to an end, right? so what's the point? What's the point? Okay, you got it. Okay. Yeah. So they give you a million dollars and uh, and you know that you're going to lose it in, 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 you know, it's, 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 it's not going to be worth anything in a month or in a year or whatever. So that's not, that's not the kind of thing that, that, that has reality to it. Right? The chef itself is its own destruction. שפר של ברכה הוא רק כשמתלווה אליו הגילוי של תחיית המסים. הנותן עתיד נצחי לכל חיות שהופיע בעולם הזה. This gives a, a, an eternal future for everything that's in this world. ועליו אנחנו מברכים. And that's what we, get, that's what we make the ברכה. But we make the ברכה on the eternity that we, that everything that we have, right, as we said, right, it's Everything that we have is not automatically eternal, right? Okay. But we can turn it into something eternal. That's why I understand what he's saying. Right? It can become, right, if we do mitzvahs with something, we, take, we can take the, the, the most mundane objects. I think right? Morris says that uh, you know, a person's uh, table is a mizbech, right? right? You can turn your table into a mizbech. You can take a mundane thing and, and make it, and then you, this table will have everlasting existence. Right. In other words, not only will you, who let's say a person was, you know, gave you know was machnis orchim and gave food to a poor person, right? Not only will he have everlasting existence, but the table itself will have an everlasting existence because you've given meaning to it. Right? You've given its its meaning. Right? You've, you've brought you brought it you brought life. You brought life into everything that exists, and we have that koach of bringing life into everything that exists. Right? And that's what the bracha is. Those are all eternal brachas, eternal brachas, right, which are dependent upon us doing our, our, our uh, living up to our responsibilities in this world, of actually using them for planting. And, and otherwise, if we don't actually use them for mitzvahs, so then it's like I give you, you know, seeds to plant, and you don't plant them. Right? Words, you can take seeds and, and, and throw them on the garbage, and then, and then nothing's going to happen to them. Right? If it's only the seeds that you actually plant that are going to. So these are the things that if we plant them properly, then they're going to grow. And that's going to be the Tchiyas for all of existence. So there's not, so everything that's, that's part of us will, will also find its way into Tchiyas
Okay. Siruf, and it says it brings an interesting point. Right? So just to also to back up the same idea. Siruf Malchus Shemayim Ba'avar Ubatid. So he says, if you look at it, it's the Siruf is combining Malchus Shemayim, we're joining it all together, the past, present, and future. And this is what's revealed in Yitzhak Mitzrayim. And he brings an interesting uh, source for this. Okay. For those of us who say Psukit is Zimra in its entirety, in the Psukim of Yihich Vod, Nusach Svart says it other times as well, but Nusach Ashkenaz, right, in the Psukim of Yihich Vod, we say Hashem Melech, Hashem Molech, Hashem Yilvod. Now, it's important to understand, there is no Pusuk like that in the world. There's no Pusuk, Hashem Melech, Hashem Molech, Hashem Yilvod. There's no such Pusuk. It's a combination of three different Psukim. Right. One place it says Hashem Melech, and one Pesach. Another place it says Hashem Walach, and another place it says Hashem Yimlach Lelamved. And Chazal right, put those three together into one, one whole unit. Okay. So that was, right, this is a, a creation of Chazal. Okay. Right. So it says here like this, V'huva. So he quotes right, from the Sefer, you see, Elio Rabba, Elio Rabba, which is one of the main commentaries on uh, Shulchan Aruch, uh, which is brought uh, many times, the Mishnah Brewer brings it many times. Okay, so he so he writes like this: She'ein lehafsi klal bein Hashem Melech Hashem Molach Hashem Imloch Lelomvet. It shouldn't be mafsik between when you say that pasuk. No, don't say Hashem Melech and start talking, or even say Hashem Melech and start saying you know Yesh Me Raba or something or Kedusha. No, this is something that that the it's imperative that it be all strung together as, as one whole, as one unit. Kimo okay, Just like we we know that the, that the halacha is that we consider Hashem elokechem emes. So ani Hashem elokechem the end of kriyashma. That's the end of kriyashma. Emes is the beginning of the, of the first bracha of the Kriyashma. Emes Vyatsi is the, the beginning of the last bracha. Emes Vemuna, right? So the Emes is not in the Torah. Emes is not part of the Kriyashma. Emes is a part of the bracha. But we have a halacha that since it says in the Pesach, Hashem Elohim Emes, so Chazal, when they put together the word Elokechem and Emes, they said you can't be Mavsik. And you can't be Mavsik, that means that it's Mamish like right, the Emes of a bracha. Because remember, if we learn brachas, that there's a there's a difference between beina prokim, right? Between the different paragraphs, whether it be the brachos and, or or the actual parshas of Be'eshma, and be'emsa perik. If it's be'emsa perik, so then the dinim are much more chomer, right? So Hashem elokechem emes, even though on the face of it it would be right that that's beina prokim, right? Because you have you're ending kriyashma, right? And your and 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 emes starts the Starts the next part, so that could the, the lachar would be more lenient, right? Just like between the first and the second parsha shema, or just between the second and third parsha shema. No, because I'll say that no, that, that's very chomor Hashem alokechem emes. You must keep it together, right? And it's like bein up, it's like emsa perik. 
So the same thing, this Elio Rabbah, he brings from an uh, earlier source, uh, he brings it from the Shem Pisketosos, I don't know where that is, but Moshe uh, doesn't mention it, but he, but he says in an earlier source, that just like She'ein L'Hafsig and Hashem Elokeichem L'Emes, just like Hashem Elokeichem must go together with Emes, so Hashem Melech, Hashem Malach, Hashem Imloch, L'Yolavod must go together. Klomar, what does this mean? Shedino Ke'emsa Perak, V'chamor Yoser. Right. And Mishnah Burra says that in, in Hilchus Emes V'yatsif, it's even more Chomer, right? even more Machmer. Right? If you have a choice, right? say Hashem Elokeichem Emes, and then be Be'emsa Perak, then, then answer Kedusha in the more limited form, rather than do it between, uh, make the interruption between Hashem Elokeichem and the word Emes. That's, that, that's the din. V'chein Kosov V'cholkach, or Son Yechumochein, Kosov Eper Siler HaTfilo L'Rokeach, Rokeach is one of the the Rishonim, the Alpiku, or Mefarish, the Siddur Alpi Kabbalah, Kach Iker Tzirf Hashem L'Tzarfo, V'toch Hedei Dibor, V'gam L'Farsho B'maymer Hashem Melech Hashem Melech Hashem Melech Hashem Melech Hashem Melech Iker, how you put the, the, the different parts of the, the different letters of the Shem, is always to think about it as Hashem Melech 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 is the present. He is the king. is revealed in running the world as a king. That's the past. This means before the Bria even. Before the Bria, there was a type of Malchus, even though we know the Ein Malchus below Am, Ein Melech below Am, but there was a Bechin of Malchus and two. But Anu Yodim Shebavar Hitgalta Malchutoy is Baruch B'Shleimus. That there was a in the past. Kachish Gil B'Briyah Shenikra. But there's another Giloi in today's world. There's a Giloi called Hashem Yimloch Olamvad. Anachnu Yodim Shezel Lo Kayam Achshav. We know that it's not existent now. Avanachnu Him Achshav at a Giloi Shalatid. But we see the revelation of the future. That's what's happening, right? We see the future from our now. It's not now, right? It doesn't exist now, but I can see it. Right? I can see it into the future. Kishem she'agiluyim Hashem Melech Hashem Moloch Hey mitziut she'nesta ba'olam This is a reality of the world. Umashpi'a al tzurato and affects the way the world is. Kachagilu she'al Hashem yimloch so the Gila Hashem Yimloch notein lano mashmout acheret lechal advarim. It gives a different meaning to everything that exists in the world. Haolam kulo near acheret lemishchei biyedia Hashem Yimloch. Somebody who lives knowing that Hashem Yimloch that there will be Hashem Yimloch, so he lives already in this world in a completely different world. He lives in a world where there is a Hashem Yimloch, and that Hashem Yimloch has begun to be revealed to us. It's not only that we have the you know, some, that we're completely in the winter and we have no inkling of no vision, or no, no glimpse of, that, of, of what's going to be. No, we're, we're, we're in the winter, but we know already what, what it's going to look like. Right? And that's already gives us a simcha already now. Right? So we have, and we live in a completely different kind of world. And that's, you know, that's certainly, that's the difference between between us and people who don't have a muna. Right? People don't have a muna. The world isn't going anywhere. But it's not going anywhere. And there, there's no, you know, what, what the future is going to look like is 
you know, anybody's guess, as we said, you know, the one 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 step one step doesn't lead to the next, right? Every step isn't complete. There's no derech, as Ramosha said. There's no path. There's no there's no goal. Right? Everything is just a meaningless right, movement, right? On and on and on. And that's right. And that's for the people who don't have the amuna. Right? But what Akoyibarko revealed to us right, that no, that that's not that that's not the way things are. Things are that there is a path, that there is a movement, that there is a future, that there's something to, right? That there is a something which is a source of simcha, even today, right? And that we have to grasp that and be samech. And that's what we, as we said, that's what we have the moadim. We have the, the moadim which are zechel itziyas mitzrayim. The moadim reach into the future in order to bring us simcha. Right? The moadim aren't the moadim are not. We used to think the moadim are. are well, we're re- rejoicing over past events. Right? Oh, yeah, took us out of Egypt. He gave us the Torah. So that's a source of simcha. Right? We're just saying much more than that. Right? Taking us out of Egypt, yes, we were, we're rejoicing over that because we understand that taking us out of Egypt is going to lead to Yismach Hashem Masa. That's going to lead to the simcha. That's what we understand. Right? And we, So it's not, the, not that event uh, of uh, in itself, but what that event foretells, right? what that event portends right, to happen, those are the things that are going to that, that give us the simcha. Then, okay. Okay. It's a different taste of the world. It's a different world because it's a world of, of the future, a world of optimism. It's a world of, of direction. That's the culmination. Why did they say, Ella? Shiny ihi shehi gemar gulatan. Kriyas Yamsuf, that's special because that's the gemar gula, the completion. This is the maskana. Now it's revealed. We'll stop here. We have one more little section to do to make a CM next week. But as I said, I'm going to start over again the next few weeks uh, with the begin with the earlier with the Shirim at the beginning of the Sefer. It'll be a great review, and it will certainly also. Deepen our appreciation for Yitzhak Mitzrayim, where Ramosha spoke, and that's a good preparation for for Pesach and for our celebrating the Chagabula. Okay, so we'll say good night to everybody right now. And-